Hello, all you loyal listeners. Thank you all for sticking with us for this long. Things have gone through ups and downs, I've changed jobs, hardware has died and been replaced, but we are all thankful for your continued support. I'm gearing up to start editing the next episode already, but as an apology for the frankly ridiculous gap between the previous releases, here's an interlude of some of us giving something else a whirl. That something is Lasers and Liches, a D&D 5e sourcebook for the Retroverse. What is the Retroverse? It's D&D set in an exaggerated version of the 80s, so imagine a fusion of Kung Fury, Tron, and every Saturday morning cartoon you grew up loving. You'll see what I mean. If you end up enjoying the ridiculousness out of it all, check out Lasers and Liches for yourself. I think there's still time to support their Kickstarter, and if not, you can find a small taster of the rules, which we ourselves used for this session, on DriveThruRPG. Hope you enjoy, and don't worry, regular 40k content will be back soon. Before we get started, I suppose a quick character introduction for each. Roughly know what everyone's character is, but it's just good to have a refresher. So we'll go in roll twenty order. So G. Um, I made Moon Winari Defrager. Which means? Do I need to add any more to that? <laughs> I mean, what's a Winari? You know, they're like wolf people. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> you're, you're a funky paladin. Yeah, something like that. Visually, she's like, you know, got the dark violet fur, and then, like, violet eyes, then gold marking. Yeah, gold tattoo is. Gold tattoo style markings, or, like, leopard markings, what? Um, they're, they're gold fur markings, so some of them will be, like, important symbols or just mm-hmm. markings that would represent moments in her life that she's had put on basically so it'd be a variety of stuff she's a she's a psychedelic amaterasu from okami <laughs> something like that <laughs> okay then rob i'm basically playing tiefling winter Woonigo and that's got mania <laughs> yeah yeah this is gonna be this is gonna be great <clears throat> Uh, so the people listening at home, do you want to explain what uh, what winter is? <laughs> a menace. <laughs> <laughs> Some things are better left unknown. <laughs> okay, you're just uh, a tiefling menace. Okay, then. Tiefling, synth weaver, bard, egotistical, guitarist, leader of aptly named 80s synth band. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> And Ben. Uh, hi, uh, my character is uh, David Horselhoof. Um, no puns there at all. And is a level 3 Hollow Knight, uh, which is uh, basically means that I will be playing the FF15 class in this game. As uh, I'm a giant centaur. Um, 
who can summon weapons and armor. Yep, and your default. It would be helpful if I actually bothered filling out any of the weapon section on my character sheet. Oh Jesus Christ! I will Christ. be doing that, but I will be doing that. <laughs> Just break out the player's handbook and it's rapidly flipping no, through I, it. I, 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 I can, uh, I can, I can do that because I can drop. I know how to do the the drop down ones and just hmm. drag it in. But yeah, um, yeah, I uh, and the uh, the magic fighter barbarian centaur thing. Don't forget that also does include ranged weapons, Ben. Oh, it does. Cool. We'll we'll, we'll add that. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm just, now I'm just gonna have to double check to not be paranoid. Uh, Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Let's see. Yeah, it's always great trying a new system. It's like, what do these things do? Uh, episode one, the learning episode. Pretty much, actually. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I made it. What I most made campaigns are. Nearly two years of Dark Heresy hmm. without realizing how my sniper's range worked. <laughs> so the range was never really an issue we had, right? It, no, because I, I realized lately that my range was 150 meters. It was 900. <laughs> yep. Yep. There we go. Any simple, martial, or ranged weapon. So yeah, you can completely just like summon heavy crossbow, shoot someone, and then switch to battle axe or something ridiculous. Oh, that's a weapon I can add. <laughs> battle axe. And instead of heavy crossbow, it's just like you just have a rifle. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, that, that would be fun. I don't know if rifle comes under the standard D&D book, though. Well, I mean, this is an 80s setting, so it's literally just take the ranged weapons and reflavor them. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, mine's oh. a short bow, but I assume I basically got one of those Nez light guns. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure, you've, you've got one of those uh, Super Nintendo guns. <laughs> We'll we'll be playing Lasers and Liches, which is eighties mashed with D and D plus LSD. Um, so yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll see how this goes. Okay. Is it all right for me to rename my um, <laughs> longsword as an anime lightsaber? Sure. Thank you. Lightsaber is copyrighted though. Yes. Oh, okay. It's Force a it's lightsaber. a saber light. <laughs> Saber light sounds wrong. <laughs> <coughs> I, I think the, the non-copyright um, lightsaber term has been widely regarded as I think it's um, it's like a laser sword, but it sounds boring. Or I think my favorite one I've heard was light striker. I like that. I'll take that. That that <laughs> does that does sound like another Nintendo peripheral. It, that, that may well be where it was named after. I don't know if that's a real thing, but. You know, for playing an 80s style game, we know very little about the 80s. In my defense, I wasn't alive then. <laughs> I don't think any of us were. Yeah, I, 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 I'm late 1990s, so yeah, just missed out on even being conceived in the 80s. Well, that's something we know about you now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to deduce the fact that everyone, if you know what someone's birthday is, but... Mm. <coughs> okay. You go without saying. Right, let's, let, let's try to get this started. Los Paradiso, the so-called Paradise City of the East Coast. It is a metropolis of glowing neon and pounding synth, 
rotten crime, and high-stakes dealing. Fortunes are made and squandered in Los Paradiso, though as of late, the city has become far more dangerous than anyone could have ever predicted. A curse has fallen upon Los Paradiso, a curse of eternal night. Dawn has not come to the city in over a year now, and many of its citizens have given up on the idea of seeing daylight again. Gangs prowl the shadowed streets, whilst the good citizens scurry between the brightly lit sections of the city, protected from the corruption gnawing at its foundation by the city guard. Our story begins on Highway 46, the main route to Los Paradiso, at a small gas station where a long-distance coach is pulling in to refuel. It is dark, and the stark white lighting of the station flickers now and then. Insects can be heard buzzing in the air, and the smell of gasoline is almost overpowering. Discarded food wrappers can be seen tumbling to and fro in a gentle breeze as you step off the coach to stretch your legs. The last stop had been Redborough, almost six hours ago. And that is where you guys are at at the moment. You've all been summoned to uh, Los Paradiso by a phone call, an email, a letter, however you wish to have received it. Uh, essentially stating that what you're seeking can be found there at a price. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you've currently been on a coach ride for over six hours, maybe even ten. <laughs> How are you holding up? I mean, I've done that coach ride before. It's not fun. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> Sorry, I was coughing, so I'm not mute. Mm -hmm. I, I, I get the impression that I've spent a very uncomfortable few hours, because I'm quite a large individual, and based on my memory of coaches, they don't have enough space for a centaur really to sit in the seat. <laughs> I imagine I'm, in, I'm sprawled out across the, the area in the back, having moved and renegotiated myself like half a dozen times just in the past half an hour. Yes. Yeah, just the entire sort of the back row of seats of the coach is just you're just sprawled out there. Yeah. But it's been six hours since the last rest stop and this is sort of like the last stop before uh, Los Paradiso. Uh, you're the only ones left on the coach and it's basically just pulled in to refuel. It's another one of these dingy little gas stations. Um... Uh, you know, it, it looks grimy and dirty. <laughs> but it's a chance to stretch your legs, so... I mean, I know what I, the first thing I would do after a six-hour coach journey. <laughs> Hitting up the bathroom? Yep. Fair. As soon as that door opens, I'm a blue blur going straight... Or blue and neon blur going <laughs> to the, uh, the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you, you, you zoom out, uh, you follow like the little post signs to the bathroom and you get to the door, but it's uh, locked with a key. Let me check my spells. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Uh, your coach driver is just a regular human. Uh, he sort of, you know, t takes off, you know, gets off the coach as well and goes to the gas pumps and starts filling it up as well. Is his name Marcus? Uh, it is now. Cool, that's now a very strange headcanon for me. She's <laughs> now the yeah. boss driver from Borderlands. <laughs> yeah, I'm very much taking this moment to uh, get off the bus and just sort of stretch out properly, like, oh dear god. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is like a little convenience store, you know, where the gas station is, and it's all sort of brightly lit. It is dark. Uh, it's sort of like night fell, 
and as you've been driving, it's just stayed exactly the same time of night. I'm just going to make a constitution save to see how badly I need the bathroom. <laughs> We're off to a grand start. Oh, you're okay. Uh, okay I don't need to explode the door in. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll just have my spell, because I would have cast Thunderwave on the door. <laughs> okay. Is uh, Am I now just stood in a diner? No, right. no, no. It's it's no. It's like you have to go outside the building, round the back, and then there's like a door leading to the bathrooms, but it's closed with a key. You know, it's one of oh. those where you have to go get the key from the store. I'm gonna awkwardly sidle into the store mm-hmm. and hope that's open. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's one of those twenty four seven ones because it's, it's where you pay for the gas and stuff. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Uh, uh, behind the counter, there's just sort of a. Uh, an orc just leaning over, reading a magazine. Uh, inside the um, gas station itself, I mean, there is a little bit of seating here and there, uh, like a small coffee machine. There's um, shelves with various small items of produce, a.k.a. if you want to do some you know, minor shopping, you can do here. <laughs> I've only got one thing on mind right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Harry's going to look at the guy like, uh, so... Can I have the key to the bathroom, please? Uh, the orc sort of looks up from his um, reading and goes, Oh, yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, casually turns around and starts rifling through a drawer. Uh, meanwhile, David, what's happening with you, Horselhoof? I am slowly maneuvering my way over like 15 different seats, apologizing <laughs> to each of the passengers as they go past, as I slowly make my way from the back of the coach to the front. There are no other. This is like a... There are no other passengers. The law. The, the three of you are the only passengers going all the way to Los Paradiso. Okay, in which case then I'm apologising to the seats as I go past <laughs> them, and just climbing over everything and slowly making my way to the front. Mm-hmm. I imagine this. That given how long it's probably going to take me, it will probably take the entire time that uh, that conversation will be going on to finally make it to the front. I mean, what's your speed? My speed is pretty good, but in terms of, uh, I imagine that I'm am having to have one leg up over the seat. To well, do this. I was I was just going to say, just count it as difficult terrain, so it halves your speed. Oh, fair enough. My speed. I imagine is, it looks quite 20. a lot like a horse in a transit van. <laughs> yep. I mean, like, there's a mental image for you. Anyway, um, but yeah, you managed to get off the coach, no problem. Uh, right, what do I know about the destination? Do we just get told to turn up in the city or specifically to head somewhere? Uh, you got a, a message in whatever form you wish for it to have been, simply saying that uh, the thing you seek can be found in Los Paradiso for a price. Uh, and, you know, th- there was details of this coach service in there. And basically the implication is that you're going to meet someone at the station... In, in, uh, in the city itself. As for what you know about the city itself, I think that would be a knowledge of some description. Well, okay. a test of some description. Uh, um, Alright. Um, what would you like me to roll, then? Um, I believe history would be the correct thing here. Right. Splendid. That's a three. Cool. Um, Los Paradiso. Yeah, you don't really know anything about this city. Um, you don't even think it's weird that it's gotten so dark so quickly. 
Oh, uh, this this is this is kind of what I was expecting. Like you, you you have heard the obligatory, you know. Oh, you know, we don't really go there. It's a bit of a mm, sketchy place, but it's sort of sort of a level eight, level nine zone. <laughs> sure, if you want to describe it that way, it's <laughs> it's like New York in the nineties plus Los Angeles plus Las Vegas. You know what I mean? The whole sort of everyone oh, was terrified I of the gang exactly war. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so you're only aware of the rough rumours around it. Alright, in which case I shall walk up to the... Is the coach driver still there? Because he's filling the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's... Yeah, yeah, he's he's just leaning against the coach, just idly whistling a tune to himself. He's just, like, lodged the gas nozzle into the fuel tank and is just filling it up. I mean, it's a long-distance coach. It's gun. It's gas guzzler. Ah, fine vendor of transport. Thank you for delivering me to this city. Would you point me to the nearest nearest tavern of convenience? He kind of just looks at you, as <laughs> I'm staring at the computer screen, like, oh god. Um, Marcus looks at you and just goes, uh, th- "This is just the last stop before L- L- Lost Parody, so we're not actually there yet. Just figure oh. you might want to, you know, he sort of nods at your four legs, might want to stretch your legs. I mean, it's we're only about an hour out, but got to fill up, you know." How long do I have? Uh, yeah, we're probably going to be here for another 10, 15 minutes. I mean, you know, I need to go take a whiz as well. Thank you, good sir. And I shall immediately run off in a random direction for seven and a half minutes and run back again for another seven and a half. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm trying to up my running stat. Okay, um, you're going to have to um, roll me a... hmm. Again, athletics? No, not athletics, actually. I need a perception. I have. It's an 18. Awesome. Um, as you randomly start looking into a, you know, picking a direction, uh, several things come to your attention. First of all, in the distance of the darkness, like, you can actually see a small glow on the horizon. Okay. Like a small neon glow uh, in the direction that you're heading in. Obviously, you can see like the dotted lights of the street lamps illuminating Highway 46 all the way down, which you assume to be Lost Paradiso, because you know when you're approaching a city at night, you'll get like the ambient light off it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you also hear uh, music. It sounds like, you know, it, it it's growing louder and getting nearer, and you also hear the throaty roar of a number of engines. And you can see coming up from from the city a uh, a collection of headlights. Uh, okay. Do I am I thinking motorbike gang here? Uh, yes. With with an eighteen, yeah, <laughs> I'll let you get away with that. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking that. I think it was. Um, I will not go on a run for fifteen mm-hmm. minutes. I shall uh, stay within the vicinity of the coach. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not a personal fan of escort missions. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay near to, <laughs> near enough to Marcus that I'm almost... I'm going to try and stealth <laughs> as a massive centaur behind... Um, it's almost behind a gas pump, keeping an eye on Marcus and keeping an eye on them, because I know he's our way out, so... Okay. Roll the 20. 
Okay, for some reason, oh, one of the... 17, technically. Okay, plus okay. Three. Uh, you wander behind a advertisement cardboard cutout of a horse. Um, <laughs> it's it's like the bit in uh, Tangled where the horse is stealthing and just like hide behind a rock yes. that just happens to be horse shaped. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's like a cardboard cutout of a horse, and like you know, uh, you know, get get your get real horsepower in your engine or something like that. Advertising some kind of diesel fuel. <laughs> you just stealth behind it. So there is. Like, I mean, you're still a medium creature, so you're still like six, seven feet tall. But yeah, you, you, no one seems to pay you attention. Marcus is, you know, he, he lights up a cigarette as he's tanking up the coach, and the roar gets much louder, and you see a number of uh, motorcycles pull into the gas station. They're smaller than you. <laughs> because what you actually see, Horsel Hoof, is a bunch of cobbles. This is a cobbled biker gang, and from the leather jackets and patches that they have displayed, uh, they appear to call themselves the uh, Downtown Raiders. Okay. They've got, like, you know, music playing, they've got, like, bottles of whiskey they're swigging from, they're kind of being very raucous crowd. And there's about, like, two dozen of them, and they're on, like, little, you know, cobbled-sized Harleys. Uh, the I mean the the rest of you also hear like you know the roar of the engines and the pounding music. Uh, Ari Ariafia, Ari Arifia, Ariafia, yeah. Uh, Sog, the uh, orc owner of Sog Services, which is this gas station. Uh, you know, hands you the key, and generally doesn't seem particularly bothered by the arrival of this gang. Blah toilet. Yep, you you skate out of there, skate around the building, and rush off into the bathrooms. Uh, they're dingy, a little bit dirty. You know, it's a it's a highway service station style thing. Fair enough. I will, I will very carefully and disgustedly <laughs> do it, do business. <laughs> we're trying to touch as little as possible in them. D and D. Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, Faera, what are you up to? Obi Faera. Faera, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, no, she's just sort of, like, doing her stretches, pretty much, and then, like, yeah, no, that's probably what she's doing. She's like, oh, man, I need to move these different. <laughs> so, yeah, she'll just be, like, stretching and, like, sort of doing a little pacing mm-hmm. right by the by the shop. Or by the bus, whichever. I mean, like, the bus is in front of the shop. Yeah, so okay. it should just be, like, pacing sort of between the two, just sort of, you know, as some form of movement, basically, to get her body awake. Valid, valid. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you see, like, not all of the bikers sort of pull up to the pumps. Uh, there is a small queue of them, looks like five of them rock up to one pump. Uh, the rest kind of just sort of huddle off to one side uh, you see, you notice that they're sort of eyeing the coach and you guys sort of suspiciously but they're too busy sort of drinking and nattering amongst themselves in draconic I can hear that uh, so the cobbles are nattering away in draconic uh, they're mostly sort of you know talking up each other's actions they're like yeah totally 
we got we got a good score with that little convenience store and it's like dude did you check out uh, Biff's wheelie it was totally radical you know stuff like that of course one would be called Biff yeah I was just thinking that. <laughs> huh she's just gonna keep an eye on the conversation and see if she can gleam any anything more about this other convenience store that they went to <laughs> yeah uh, a couple of them like you know get, you know kick off the kickstands of their bikes and sort of, you know, raucously enter the bar, the, not the bar, sorry, the store, and they're just sort of like, <laughs> and you can see they've got, like, they're not really armed, but they have, like, you know, knuckle dusters and chains, but nothing like weapons. Yeah. But I said, yeah, they, they've all got, like, leather jackets, like, ripped jeans, and no boots, because they're cobbles. <laughs> hmm. Uh, you hear... One of them sort of uh, shout over like, "Oi, furry! How long's it taking to trim your fur?" Again, indraconic. <laughs> How long does it take to what? Trim your fur. Oh, trim! <laughs> Give them beauty <laughs> tips. <laughs> no, Sean. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a witty comeback. My brain is blanking, which is not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> she's just gonna glare pointedly at whichever one mm -hmm. said the comment with a little ear twitch mm -hmm. Wanari, nice fur psych <laughs> from another one and they're and like some of them have like boom boxes essentially strapped to their Harleys, which is where like music is coming from. And they're all just having like a laugh and having more drinks and stuff. Right. <laughs> okay, Horsel Hoof, what are you doing while you hear all this nattering? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm watching all of this and wondering if I should make comment about bleach scales or not. But um, do you understand just... draconic? Uh, I don't actually know. Let me double check what languages <laughs> I speak. This is... I do not speak Draconic. I have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> no, you just see me really pointedly glaring. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 mm. I, I, I am watching this situation. I am wait. I am seeing how it develops. Mm -hmm. um, I am currently going through in my head all the uh, what I can remember about. Do I know Cobalt? Uh, you'd have to roll me some kind of knowledge. Okay, I think straight up intelligence for this. Oh, what about your class feature? Which one? Um, oh, jeez, because you have the um, I mean your background one. Uh, player. Yeah, but I mean the the thing that's like oh you know things people shouldn't know. Yes. The, how? I mean, like. Mm. Uh, I think I put up my features and traits. So, okay. Uh, let me just double check. I imagine... Impossible you... knowledge, secrets of the game, I should know, strategy guide. Okay, no, this wouldn't be. This is just regular stuff about, like, yep. kobolds okay. and stuff. Uh, on, although, if you want to roll that, then sure, but mm. I imagine it'll be a natural, just a regular 20, just a flat-out d20 roll if you want to use that for kobold knowledge. Uh, I'll use my wisdom one, because that's a straight d20, because it's plus uh, zero. Okay. 11. Uh, okay. Um. Uh, yeah, you, you know the very common stats about the cobbled bikers like they're not very tough uh they're more dangerous in large mobs but they're basically they're basically a trash mob yeah uh 
funny that they're speaking draconic because you're pretty sure they know common and mm. they've got very good uh like dark vision well they're very much a nocturnal species but that's about it so now wait and observe okay if they, can I hold an action yes uh, what if I- they look like they're going to attack either of the two people in this area mm-hmm Given the Wanari is looking more angry than the bus driver, mm-hmm. um, possibly that. Um, mm-hmm. If they go and attack her, I will uh, prepare my anime light striker. Okay. <laughs> Charge in. Sure. Um, I, I should copyright that name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, uh, Lucas should have a look at the weapon list names that I'm forming right now. This is I, so much fun. I'll, I'll do it later. I, I'm kind of yeah. scared. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Alfie, Airy, what are you up to? As in, you've you've done your business. <laughs> well, you know, just casually walk, walk back into the gas station, give the key back, or you know, mm-hmm. attempt to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you you come out and um, you hear the sort of you know, sort of music coming from the uh, the boomboxes of the uh, the downtown raiders. Gina looks slightly unimpressed by the choice of music, but... <laughs> I mean, fair. Um, uh, again, there, uh, there's several in the store. You see they're sort of, you know, they're they're staggering around, like, rifling through stuff, grabbing stuff like packets of crisps or, um... You know, more bottles of booze off the shelves and, you know, swaggering up to the... Uh, counter and kind of like you know nattering amongst themselves. They're gonna have to hop up to put stuff on the counter because it's not built for small creatures. <laughs> well, to get kobolds are small. <laughs> well, I mean, Aerie's gonna assume the gas station is being overrun by a gang of children. I mean, the gas station's run by an orc. Yeah, it's, it's run by an orc, and there's a small gang of biker children in it, as far mm-hmm. as she's concerned. Yes. So she's just going to navigate away through them. Okay. Uh, they, Turn uh, the key. They sort of hiss and snap as you just sort of shove your way through them. Well, she's not shoving, she's just sort of, like, navigating a path through them. Okay. <laughs> uh, but they do notice you, and they're like, eh. You know, gr- grumbling at, like, another tallie, just paying them no mind. These are actually speaking in common. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you know Draconic? No. Nope. Yeah, I was going to say. I know Infernal, which I can remember if it's similar or not. I don't think it is. No, no, it fr- remotely. <laughs> no, it really no. isn't. It, it, it's not the same whatsoever. Okay. But yeah, uh, oh yeah, they have to also see because of your freaking background feature. What is their intelligence plus one? Ironically, higher than mine. <laughs> nope, uh, they they are not followers of the music scene, as evidenced well, I can by. I can tell that from what they're listening to. <laughs> yes, so they, they they do not recognize you, and they just sort of you know it's and it's one of the horny ones. They think they're so up and tight and mighty, they don't even have proper scales. Sellouts. They do not have any scales. I'm a tiefling. We do not grow scales. Yeah, we know, you bastard offspring on, like, proper dragonborn, and they sort of thump their chests. 
Okay, well, there's a lot wrong with that statement. <laughs> Behind the counter, the orc sort of just sort of rolls his eyes and sort of just shakes his head, and like you, you imagine, he hears this a lot, and he just sort of like you know runs their purchases through the counter. Uh, tieflings are not descendants of dragons or dragonborn. We are a totally different species. You got horns. You got a tail. You got some of the bastardized blood of the mighty ones in you, just like us. Just, you know, nowhere near as much, because you may lack the uh, noble, illustrious sheen of the scales. Uh, these guys are, like, dull grey <laughs> colour, by the way. Yes, your sheen looks like you haven't washed in six months. Hey! Fuck you! No. They wouldn't <laughs> even touch you. The, the, the orc just snorts at that, and he's like, Shut up, Suggs! Why, you want some trouble? You're messing with the downtown raiders? Well, fuck, we'll cut you up. We're the most radical gang in the downtown of Los Paradiso. Compared to what? A gang of children? Alright. And he's gonna throw a bottle of whiskey at your head. Uh, will that trigger <laughs> my action? Nope. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> because you're, you're inside the store. Yeah. Oh, she inside. Oh, sorry, I thought you were outside. My apologies. Help me, I have like no hit points. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a plus one to his attack with an improvised throwing weapon. Does a 20 hit your AC? Yes. <laughs> so Fuck. I mean, it's not particularly hard. Um... Nor am I. <laughs> <laughs> You're like level four. The veins of a smart mouth. I'm level three <laughs> with 16 hit points. Take five damage as a bottle of cool. whiskey just smashes against you. A third of my health. <laughs> that's, that's good whiskey. <laughs> Ares is gonna like completely stop. Mm-hmm. Like, you do not know who I am, do you? You're some you're you're some mouthy horny one. We don't give a shit. No one mouths off to the downtown raiders. Sugs size. Well, she's gonna like just look over at the orc. Like you may wish to duck. He sort of just nods, goes, much appreciated, and just gets his magazine and sort of sits down behind the counter. <laughs> and seeing as I have a new spell, I'll try it. I'm going to cast Party Ball in the center of the uh, <laughs> Okay. In the center of the store. Okay, what's Get it? A, you know, it's like, you don't know who I am. <laughs> what's it do? Right. It illuminates everything within 30 feet of it in mm-hmm. this vast array of colored lights. Mm-hmm. Everything within 10 feet of it has to take a constitution save against my uh, thing, otherwise it's blind. <laughs> okay, and this is done DC using... is 13. <laughs> DC is 13. Okay, let's put on the funky saxophone music for this. <laughs> <laughs> As you explode a disco ball in there. Uh, what was this, sorry? It was a fortitude save of... Yeah, constitution save of 13. <laughs> Joy, they have a minus one. To everyone within 10 feet of it. <laughs> yeah, okay, they fail. <laughs> so they're all like, Ah, my eyes! What's what's your damage, man? Doesn't do any damage yet. <laughs> yet being the keyword, because it yeah. will explode eventually. <laughs> so, so, luckily, Sox is uh, out of line of sight of it, so he's not affected. Yep. 
He's just, he's just getting a wonderful coloured display on the wall. Mm-hmm. I imagine there's like now just it looks like a disco. I'd imagine from outside the shop to the others. Yeah, yeah. You 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 guys outside do notice this. Like there's only like flashing lights and the, like loud saxophone music. Pretty much raise a brow at this. <laughs> yeah, Eric's gonna bend down and just grab the one that was mouthing off for the colour. Yeah, like you should know who I am. I'm the greatest musician of all time. Do not mess with me. He, he sort of like blink. Oh Christ! Hang on, I forgot something about these guys. They don't have collars. No, they've got sunlight sensitivity. It's not technically sunlight. It's more. I'm I giving... don't know if it affects them or not. I'm giving it to you enough that they now have disadvantage on attack rolls. <laughs> well, they're blind. Yeah. He's, so, yeah, he's like, I don't care, you're just some mouthy, horny one. And he sort of like snaps his jaws at you. Can I just hold him at arm's reach so he can't reach me? Yes. <laughs> I'll just do that. <laughs> so he's like trying to claw at you and snap and there's just nothing. See, the difference between us is that you claim you are the greatest biker gang in Los Paradisos. How many people have heard of you? Two? Four? You look like you were the playground, if that. I am known around the world. He starts gapping in Draconic. Uh, you don't know what it does, but... Uh, Feyre, from outside, you hear a... Boss! Boss! We got trouble! We got beef! There's a horny one causing beef here! Ooh. <laughs> well, she's just going to... Uh go over to the doorway and stand there mm-hmm. so that they can't get in <laughs> okay uh, she's gonna lean, lean against the door you see like th- some of the bikers sort of stop from their laughing and look to the shop where they hear help and they move to help about three of them and one of them who's actually clad in like it- he's in a leather trench coat and he actually has like a little hood on and you can see he's got lots of like uh, religious symbols hanging off a chain on his belt, and he sort of growls, "Out of the in way!" In my mind, yeah. In my mind, he looks like a three foot tall of like mid nineties Undertaker from WWE. Yes. <laughs> Out of the way, furry one. He has this in common. And why exactly should I do that? She'll say, "Draconic." He seems sort of slightly taken aback before going, The honour of the downtown raiders has been challenged. We will not leave this challenge unanswered. Move. <laughs> Sounds like you're the ones that started it, to be honest. Move. We'll save. You watch your mouth. You have to do a will save. Will save. Yeah, because he's just cast command on you. Wisdom. <laughs> There's yep. that wisdom, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Ha! <laughs> Okay, so yeah, you, you you hear a magical compulsion like urging you to move, but you kind of just let it wash over you. Can she? Um... She'll just be like, "How about you move?" And uh, she'll swing a halberd at him. Have you just had that drawn this whole time? Uh, is it free action? Oh wait, no, it's not free action mm-hmm. to draw, is it? 
<laughs> well, in that case, how about you move and she'll bite him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go for it. Do, 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 do. By the way, because you've got a very much more... <laughs> That's a mat one. Okay, uh, you, you move to bite him, but because you got, because you're like a wolf, you've got a very sensitive nose. Just the smell of alcohol completely overwhelms you. <laughs> Let's see, crit fail chart for D and D. Dang it! <laughs> Gee, you're drunk in the first five minutes of the game. <laughs> like sitting across from winter at a table. Yeah. Roll me a D one hundred. Oh no. <laughs> Eighteen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As you lean in to bite him, you just get this full face whiff of powerful alcohol. You gain one level of exhaustion. Ouch! Oh. <laughs> it's, it's like getting the wind knocked out of you. He's like, these guys are proper fucking drunk and like stinking of diesel and yeah, you, it's unpleasant. <laughs> Uh, he yelps in surprise, and the other three sort of jump on you. Okay, now that definitely does trigger my action. Yes. Thank you. Um, can I... I, I did say I'm going to draw draw my weapon in doing this. Yes. Um, can I kick the poster over towards them while I run, while I run at them? Yes, you can kick over the, um, the, the cardboard cutout. In their direction. Mm -hmm. Just boom. Yep. And use that as I draw my weapon. So, uh, why do I roll for kicking cardboard? Uh, strength, I think, in this yes. case. Natural twenty. Okay, yeah, you kick it and it goes flying. Who are you aiming at? Well, I was aiming at the guy who was breathing in her face, but uh, I noticed the other ones moved as well. But yeah, I'll aim for that. That was okay. The so only one. he was the most aggressive one I saw. So. Uh, okay, so as the cobbled priest and his yeah. three cronies sort of move to attack Feyre, they just get, like, a cardboard cutout crashes onto them, and they're sort of, like, confused momentarily, like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> so they, they will count as being essentially flat-footed when you do your charge. Alright, splendid. I assume there will be some initiative rolling at this yep. second. Yep. At, at this point, it's pretty much everyone roll initiative. <laughs> Oh, fair enough. Oh, also, um, in regards to the floating party ball thing, mm -hmm. <coughs> it is um, it is a physical object that I've summoned. You can attack it if you want. Okay. Um, it has an AC uh, AC of ten and one hit point. <laughs> okay. Oh, if you if you break it, it explodes. Okay. Uh... Or or when a spell ends, it explodes. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. And let's see. I, I may have used my most powerful spell straight the <laughs> Why? Because it was new and I wanted to see what it did. <sighs> okay, I can't actually argue with that. Um... It's why I do a winner all the time as well. It's like, oh, new spell. I'll go see what this does. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Initiative is based off dexterity. You're plus two to this. <laughs> oh, and they roll a four. Okay, everyone's rolling spectacularly today. Um, okay, so uh, Aerie hears a commotion outside and sees a giant cardboard cutout of a horse going max speed just <laughs> fly across the window and crash into a bunch of kobolds who seem to be approaching a Wanari who's like guarding the door all of a sudden. 
just gonna look over. Like, okay, I've seen a lot, but that one is new. <laughs> I mean, she's gonna turn the um the cobalt in her in her hand towards it and be like, look, look at this. What what is this? And then she's gonna hit his face against the um <laughs> I'm... Out, like the uh, the shelf behind him or something. He's like, I'm blind. <laughs> you stupid prep girl. And well, then, and this just... is your problem. Okay, and then you just smash him into the glass. Uh, roll up one d four damage, plus your strength. So one d four. Yes. Just make sure I have a strength modifier. Oh no, I've got a strength of two. I've got. Oh yeah, it's Winter that has zero, mm-hmm. and Zaya has negative one. You, you smash him against the glass, glass and he's like, ah, my snout! Stupid, horny She's going to time it so it happens with a drum beat on the music that's currently going on there. Okay. <laughs> Just start pounding his face into the window. Uh, so the rest of you can see that. It's the freaking cobbled being pummeled into a window by a tiefling. <laughs> Just the fucking hell, okay. Uh, ben, you're, you're next with Horsel Hoof. Oh yeah, I'm gonna charge straight in, mm-hmm. and whichever now in terms of because they've all been hit by the sign, I'm gonna go for the one that's closest to me. I, we have no physical chart, so I assume that's no. Yeah, it'll be a regular biker. Yeah. And I'm gonna go stabby stab with the light uh, striker. Mm-hmm. It's a 19, so which hits. I assume hits, and that will do five slashing damage. Yep, you slash him and goes sort of tumbling end over end, going ah. I'm going to yell surprise as I run in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep, you, yep, and they're all like, ah! And you hear the rest of the gang sort of like getting more into a tumultuous as they're sort of, you know, lining up to watch this fight between their leader and his like chosen goons against these out-of-towners. All right, uh, next is Faye. Um... <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> um, did, did you also forget to put down weapons? No, I have weapons. It's just... It's going to be... Is it a bo- bonus action to draw weapon? I believe it's a move action. Let me see. I believe drawing a weapon can be used, done as your uh, move action. I can't move. I think drawing a weapon may be a free action. Uh, no, because there's special stuff which allows you... I think it depends on house ruling for that one. Ah. Yeah. Uh, you can interact with one object or feature of the environment as you move or take your action. So you can draw your action, draw a weapon as part of that, I imagine. Because I'm like, isn't quick draw a thing? I believe so, but I think it's also um, house ruling on how DMs want to do that as well. Uh, um, but typically not... it's part of what move action. Fifth they're drawing a weapon. Uh, <clears throat> nope. Nope. You can just pick, you can pick them up for free. You can draw yeah, weapons for free. Yeah, free action during yeah. movement. Uh, you're only allowed to interact with one object per turn for free. So you can draw one weapon for free, but if you drew another one, that would take an action. Right. Okay. Um. Okay, but my array of hands—they caught sort of 
when they appear, they sort of draw them at the same time, don't they? Yes, you can do that, yeah. Um... <laughs> I'll hold on to that for the second. Um, okay, she's gonna draw a halberd. Mm -hmm. Slash at him. Okay, go for it. I believe, yeah. Fuck's sake! <coughs> really? Ooh, another nat one! I'm fucking refreshing my page because I don't trust this shit. Yeah. Uh, you may want to roll a d100 again for me, please. Yeah, you have to know code six hours. You're pretty quite like <laughs> yeah. tense still. I know, but if it had just been like a two, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> yeah, you're you're still a little bit woozy from that overpowering stain she blasted you with. Third faster page. <laughs> Okay, D100. Nine. A nine? Ooh, this is, um... Okay, cool. Uh, you swing in, but you overextend yourself. Enemies have advantage on their first attack roll against you next round. Yay! <laughs> All enemies? Anyone who attacks her, yes. She's basically lost her footing. She's not prone, she's just kind of off-balance, like, like eh, yeah. not, not, not used to beating up the little ones. God damn, I just want to kick them like football. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, the cobbled priest is going to... Um, hmm. Yeah, okay, he's going to cast Sacred Flame. Uh, I imagine you get a... If you cast in melee, you uh, G gets a chance to interrupt this. Uh, ben? I believe uh, you cannot cast in melee. Hmm. I think um, there's a special feat for that. No, I could this, be wrong. Disadvantages, isn't it? Uh, melee, ranged. It spell depends casting. what it is. Mm -hmm. um, I think because I think you can, but mm -hmm. I think it depends what type of spell it is. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> you are uh, aiming a ranged attack is more difficult when a foe is next to you. Mm -hmm. When you make a ranged attack with a weapon, a spell, or some other means, you have disadvantage on the attack roll if you're within five feet of the hostile creature who can see you and isn't incapacitated. Okay, so he's that, got disadvantage. That's only a ranged one, though, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, if it's um, something like an area effect, it'll just hit. Okay, yeah, okay. So, yeah, Sacred Flame. Uh, basically, there's a pillar of uh, flame just lands on your head. Take a dexterity saving throw, please, G. <laughs> Yay, I'm doing so fucking well. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, oh yeah, what's his saving throw actually based off for this guy? There we go, yeah. So it's spell save 12, so okay, you get hit with you get hit with this pillar of flame that just conjures from the sky at the behest of the cobbled priest, and you take 1d8 damage. <laughs> you take 2 radiant damage. As he's muttering in Draconic, burn these, burn these scum away. All right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and goes back to uh, Airy. <laughs> the the four other kobolds are still rolling on the ground and like staggering back up to their feet. They're completely blind. 
Uh... Are you just going to smash the one in your hand against the window again? <laughs> yeah, but this time I can hold his face against the window. But look, look, look what is going on. There's a cupboard horse. There's this random centaur. He was on the bus. I do not know what is going on. Can you tell me what is going on? You, no, I suppose you don't know. You're claiming you, you are blind. You blinded me, you dweeb. Uh, so is the excuses. <laughs> is there a point in interrogating the blind biker? No, she's just trying to piss him off. He is quite pissed off, and he keeps trying to wriggle out of your uh, grasp. Um, let's see. That'll probably be a dexterity check for him. Yeah, dex or strength. Uh, he'll uh, use his decks and it'll be compared to your whichever one you want to use. And then basically whoever decks. rolls highest wins. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, yeah, he, he tries to wriggle free, but you've got a firm grip on him. And he's like, let me go, let me go, let me go. How long no. does the blindness last? Um, I think until the spell ends. <laughs> okay. Which is a minute. Yeah. So ten rounds. <laughs> You also, you also see a pillar of flame just fall fall from the sky in the you know at the doorway to this gas station. Uh, you see Marcus, the coach driver. He's just wandering around and leaning against the front of the coach, just watching all this along with the rest of the biker gang, just smoking. Uh, the cobbled biker gang is mostly cheering their boss on, like, "Yeah, go fuck her up, show him how what it's like to mess with the downtown raiders." Uh. Anything else you'd like to do, or is that it? Um, actually, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, oh, no, I can't, because I'll end that spell. <laughs> I was going to start fucking with them using my illusion, but that's also concentration. Yeah. There's a feat for that. <laughs> there is, which I don't have yet. You have your yeah. wub you, you have your wub wubs, don't you? Yeah. Um, so she really does. <laughs> it's the inspiration. No, I was actually going to use a cantrip. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll do that. I Aerie's going to basically swing her keytar around the front of her again. Mm-hmm. Because um, you can't use a, you can't really use a guitar without an amp. I don't mm-hmm. have an amp, so. You have a boombox or something. It, it, it's magic. It works fine. True. In that case, she'd use a guitar. She's mm-hmm. going to swing a guitar on the front. And simultaneously, she's going to like pluck a few of the strings and hit this kobold's face against the glass in unison with the strings. Okay. Using the kobold's face as her spellcasting focus. <laughs> okay. um, and she's going to cast Wub Blast onto the one that's in front of Feyre. Okay. Roll it. <clears throat> What's it do? Well, it hits on a 24. Yes. Uh, you take... 1d4 force damage, and your next attack is at disadvantage. Okay. So I basically cancel out the, the advantage you've got on Vera. Okay. Yep. How much damage have you done? Two. <laughs> Two. Okay. So the um the, the hooded cobbled priest sort of squeaks in pain as 
just this sonic wave projected through the glass smacks into him. Uh, roll a 1d4 for the damage you've done to the poor kobold as your spellcasting <laughs> focus. <laughs> okay, he, he, he goes limp in your hand. I guess he could not party with the best of us. I'm not going to let him go. He sort of just crashes to the ground. He is breathing. No, I'm not he's just unconscious. I'm still holding him. Okay, yeah, he, he's unconscious. <coughs> Fair enough. Okay, outside. Uh, horsel hoof. Right. Um, I'm regretting I've got to take my hoof attack last round, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll live with that. Um... I still have a guy who's conscious in front of me who I'm hitting on, don't I? Yes. Alright. Uh, I'm going to use a bonus action to summon... Uh, which one? I'm going to summon my maul. Okay. And I'm going to swing that around and smack him in the face. Now, is this a mace or a hammer? or? Uh, well, it's, I call it the Darth Maul. And it's actually... <sighs> Of course. Okay. <laughs> uh, I believe it's still a standard weapon, so... It's a 14. Uh, a 14 will... miss. Really? On a standard... Yep. Okay, that's interesting. Well, you had, like, the first round they were, you know, flat-footed. Now they're kind of, no, they're in combat, so they're hopping around. Fair enough, no, it was just... Yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. interesting to know. 14 doesn't hit. Cool. Nope. Um, I've used my bonus action. Mm-hmm. I no plan to move, so I don't think I get an offhand attack. I only, sh- only would have got it last round because of the charge feature. Yes. So I don't think I picked dual wielding Not for uh, no. fighting. So okay. that, will do, that will do me, I think. Okay, now it's back to Faye. Maybe can she redeem herself or it'll be another nat one? <laughs> well, we will find out. Come on, please do not be shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, uh, uh, you, you you swing at him, but uh, as he's sort of staggering around with his claws over his ears, squeaking in pain, he does manage... He sees your blow coming and sort of hops out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to use your arms for a different attack, or...? Uh, no, I'm not summoning them just yet. Okay. That's going to be a, you know. Fair. Okay, so you've got the Winari with a halberd who's just sort of swinging it at these cobbles. Uh, the, the one the one who had his ears blasted sort of shakes his head, looks around, sees Faye, sees, um, Faye who, Aria, sorry, Aerie, who cast the magic, and is going to bring down a sacred flame on you. So roll dex. Dear... As one of the um, you know electric lamps in the uh, store explodes and just cascades, and you dodge it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the one facing Horsel Hoof is going to—he's um, got his like biker helmet in one claw, and he's just going to swing it at you like a club. Okay. Safety, safety is important, kids. <laughs> is our public public service message for this this um, yes. session? <laughs> Don't do drugs. Unless instructed by someone cooler than you. 
Does a 13 hit you, Horselhoof? No, that will miss. Okay, so he basically he does hit you, but it just bounces off you, and he's like, eat. Yeah. I have reasonably decent armor, even without my hollow armor, mm -hmm. so... Uh, another one... Uh, another one of the front door is going to move in to take a slash at uh, Faye. Uh, this one's using... Uh, this one's using, like, a small broken bottle. Does an 18 hit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Take six damage. Yay. <laughs> uh, you can hear it cheering from the cobbles as it draws blood. And you also hear Marcus going, Oh, come on, guys, I got money riding on this. Goes back round to uh, Aerie. Can I hear Marcus say this? Yes. So can I get in on this money? Or... Sure. I mean, because of where um, Faye is standing, the automatic doors are just open. Yeah, she's going to put her head out the door. Like, okay. Can I get on this? Uh, and then she's going to hold up the cobalt that's on unconscious hands. Like, <laughs> can I use this as a buy-in? Marcus is like, what? No! You may have money on him. It's like a mystery box. Well, check his pockets then. Well, let her remove the mystery. <laughs> no! Cash up front. You know how these services work. Uh... As as right in front of you, you've got a Wanari and a Centaur just brawling with a trio of cobbles. Yeah, Ares just gonna like sit down, cross leg on the floor, and start going through this cobbles pockets. <laughs> okay. Um... Investigation. No, this is just gonna be. Uh... Hang on, where is it? I need to find out because there is a really good. There's basically a little. Here we go, random pockets mini table. <laughs> uh... The thing is, I, I'm quite confident in. I'm fairly safe right now mm -hmm. because if anything hits me, it breaks my concentration, and the entire fucking gas station room is going to explode in like colored glass. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Which I'm fairly sure the damage is high enough to completely wipe out any kobold in the area. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, okay, roll me a d10. Four. A four. Uh, you find a uh, in this pocket. There's nothing but lint and what looks like a little button. I always gonna look up at my watch. Like, there is a mystery mystery prize. It might be worth a lot. It may not be. Okay, a roll. This is the mystery. <laughs> this, is, this is deception. Yeah, up deception. This it's is of deception. deception or persuasion. It, uh, deception. It's a button. <laughs> 22. Marcus could have just can't see from here, but he sort of shrugs and goes, Yeah, okay, fine. There you go. I, I will buy in using the mystery cobalt. <sighs> His coat's probably worth more than the button, anyway. Well, there you go. Anything else you're doing, or are you just um, looting no, the sky? No, I'm being obnoxious. Okay. Uh, Horselhoof. Can I clarify something, Lucas? I yes. think the answer's going to be no, because of the exact wording. Weapon shatter. It says one extra attack. If I use an action, not an mm -hmm. attack, 
Um, I assumed that I wouldn't be able to use weapon shatter after. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. Fair enough. In which case, uh, I will swing mm -hmm. with the light striker first. Okay. Which will hit. Natural 20. <gasps> yeah. And do 11 damage. Are you shattering it or just swinging? No, it? no, no, okay. no. I'm just swinging for the moment. I'm going to shatter the the, the mm -hmm. maul in a second. Yeah, as you as you swing it down, the cobalt with the biker helmet sort of raises up in front of his face, protective, like eep, and you cleave through the helmet and slam it into his forehead. He makes sure to turn it so it's the flat of the blade. <laughs> just before you know, and it's a lightsaber. Does <laughs> it have point. a flat? <laughs> Good point. Yeah, you just slam it onto his head, and you see his eyes kind of just cross, uh, and he just keels over unconscious. Fair enough. And uh, the um the, the helmet sort of just, you know, cracks in half like a coconut. Cool. Um I'm gonna charge the priest. I say charge, he's directly in front of me, yeah. so I, I I don't mean that in a charge action. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna weapon shatter them all in his face if possible. Sure. Um I think they're all within five feet of me anyway, yes. so That's a tw that's never gonna hit him. No, that's not gonna hit. Uh, so in other words, I flail this weapon at him and it shatters. I basically hit the armor, I think. No, you, you bring the hammer down on him and he sort of steps back as it hits the ground. It just explodes into pixels. Cool. Uh, in which case, I will use a bonus action because that was an extra attack. Mm -hmm. um, to uh, that's a two-handed weapon. I will bring um, my drill that will pierce the heavens. <laughs> Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> My lance. Yep. And uh, I'll summon that. Interesting, weird rule. Uh, centaurs do not get the mounted bonus for a lance. Unless they're riding another centaur. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're medium creatures. They can do that. Yep. <laughs> Any medium creature can ride a centaur, including another centaur. <laughs> cool. So yeah, as you shatter the hammer... A large um, creature's amount of equipment. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, you shatter them all. They're like, ha ha, and then they see you just conjure up a lance, and they're like, oh no. <laughs> uh, and now it's on to Faye. You've got one cobbled biker and uh, the priest in front of you. The priest is the one that's like in my face, right? Yes. She's she's just like she's getting enraged at just her own incompetence at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so she's gonna put his action. Array, array of hands. Yep. I'd just be like, fuck everything. She's going to grab um, short sword in either of those two hands. She's got a halberd. Yep. She's going to swing with a halberd and then swing with each of the swords. Okay. So you you, you guys see this, like, Winari howl and these... How do your arms look like? Um, They are just, like... Ghostly divine moonlight or... Yeah, divine magically, like yeah, ghostly moonlight is probably appropriate for this. But and, they like, still, yeah, they still look like your regular arms, don't they? You just have an extra yeah. pair all of a sudden. Yeah, you see, like yeah. these moonlit, furry arms sprout from her shoulder blades, draw the short swords, and she just lays into this coupled priest. Probably gonna miss with a every howl. single attack. Go for it. <laughs> that hits. Gonna... Okay, so that hits. So I'm a. Uh, I do a six. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm gonna do short sword. They don't get their bonuses on them, so I'll do that separately. Eight misses. Um, I'm just seeing which ones hit first. And that hits. Eighteen mm -hmm. hits, and she is also 
That's another three. Yeah. She is also going to expend five hit points to do an extra 2d8 damage on this fucker. <laughs> okay. She is pissed off. Okay. Is this Maladite? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so you've done a total of 25 damage in a single round. <laughs> She's pissed. Gee. She, yeah. This guy has a maximum health of seven. <laughs> She's pissed, alright. <laughs> so, like, he dodges one short sword, gets stabbed in the shoulder by another hisses in pain and looks up as you swing the halberd like a fucking baseball bat and send him flying like he just flies across the gas station into the cr- like the crowd of cobbled parts and just slams into the bikes and knocks them all over and they kind of just all look like just flabbergasted at you as... she just has like a very low growl <laughs> yeah and they're all like uh oh Isn't there there one guy left in between us? Yeah, uh, he kind of just looks at you and promptly disengages and legs it. (laughs) Oh, no opportunities. Yeah, no, they're all... They they all sort of, like, you know, they grab their leader, fling him over the bikes and start, like, fleeing. (laughs) As as I start running, can (laughs) I end my spell? Yes. Cool. Yeah, he's got to lay down. It's like, so this is why I am the greatest uh, partier of all time. I should do a click of fingers. Uh, everything within 10 feet of that spear, when it goes off, needs to take a dexterity save. Ah, Tiamat, why? <laughs> <laughs> what, it's a wisdom save, was it? Dexterity. Sorry, dexterity. Oh, great. Do we need to make these rolls? No, because okay. I don't, you're inside. 10, I think that's that a fail. So what happens? Uh, this. They'll take 12 damage as it, ex- as it explodes into like shrapnel of like glass everywhere, like mica glass. You, you hear a sigh from the orc as just glass shrapnel explodes everywhere and like the bottles of booze on the shelves explode. <laughs> and there's like, you know, they soak all the magazines and stuff and the windows crack and all the all the cobbles who are writhing on the floor, like, or staggering around blind, it just drop. They've all been KO'd. <laughs> and then there's, like, a quiet descends on the uh, gas station and, and the roars of the engines and the boomboxes sort of fade away as the uh, downtown raiders hightail it back to Lost Paradiso, so leaving behind five cobbled bikers and six bikes. Small-sized. <laughs> Congrats! That was that was your first intro. So let's see. That was five, six, seven kobolds plus the kobold priest. So that's seven. That's uh, nine hundred XP to be split amongst you three. So three hundred. Yeah, that's three hundred each. (laughs) You did twenty-five damage to a guy with seven HP. Jesus Christ! (laughs) She was pissed off. She from one to eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Horsel hoof coming out of nowhere, screaming surprise! I surprise. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just a poster of a horse hitting them. And then <laughs> well, it's like it's like one of those like uh, wireframe horses, and it's like at full gallop, like a Mustang advert, and it was like you know, get some real horsepower in your engine. <laughs> It was like one of those cardboard cutouts for fuel, and you just hurled it at them. <laughs> so, 
as David the... Hussle, who's approved. <laughs> <laughs> so as the biker gang flees the distance, you see Marcus sort of like, you know, jog after them, lightly shaking his fist, going, Oh, you owe me money, you thieving ingrates. <clears throat> he sort of grumbles and then looks back at you, goes, Well, well, jo- well done, I suppose. You know, he's going to get off and look over at the uh, walk and be like, um, yeah, you can build the, the cardboard whatever they were. What is their fault? He sort of just looks up really annoyed and goes, really? They left six bikes outside. Just to sell those. He immediately brightens up at that because the bikes are worth a lot. Like, he'll probably, like, hold them hostage against the biker gang. The problem solved. You can also hold these five unconscious hostage. Actually, no, you can have four of them. I owe one of the, I owe this one to the bus driver as a bet. I don't know what he wants of him. I'm okay. not sure I want to know. Uh, Sog sort of goes, uh, All right. Well, <clears throat> get out of my store. <laughs> as he sort of just looks over, like, all the damage he has to mop up. He sort of just sighs and heads for the janitor's closet. I am sorry. No, not that sorry, but I am sorry. I should go leave. Oh, hang on. Uh, I should roll him a intelligence, or would it be yeah, would it be streetwise? Would it be the equivalent of history to recognize you? You think, Rob? Um, <clears throat> probably intelligence. Oh, okay, just an intelligence. If history is more of a. Um, it would be like a straight on him, just intelligence. Yeah. Okay, well, as, as as long as you sign something. As long as this is not a check for the damages. <sighs> Curses foiled again. Uh, but he quickly, like, goes, oh, oh no, hang on, hang on. Uh, mind posing? I always thought about having setting up, like, you know, like a wall of fame. <laughs> it he... is good to start now after I've destroyed her. Yeah, yeah, and he pulls out, like, a, one of those, like, old cameras. Fair enough. Ari's going to brighten up at that, and it's yeah. like, she will pose ridiculously. You, you pose amidst the destruction you've wreaked in this uh, gas station type. Actually, what is she going to do? She's going to put the uh, the mystery cobalt box on the floor, <laughs> and then put her foot on it and pose like one of like the pirate captains on the front of the ship. Yep. <laughs> yep, and he happily uh, takes a shot. It's probably like a Polaroid camera thing. He, like, you know, makes it prints it out. He quickly, you know, waves it to dry it out, has you sign it, immediately, like, you know, pins it to a wall and is like, yeah, we're going to have our SOG services wall of fame. Yeah, you know, that photograph won't be topped. I am the best. He nods. I that you are. I'm glad you agree. Um, he, he goes to get a mop and start cleaning up this godly mess. Yeah, Aerie's going to wink at him and then just leave. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> What am I going to do with you bastards? Oh, well. And he goes over to, like, call the police so they can come in and, like, pick up all these, like, <laughs> knocked out bikers. Uh, he's going to go with Marcus, like, uh, so here's your mystery loot box, little loot cupboard. <laughs> Marcus sort of eyes and goes, uh, okay. Um, sort of scratches his head. Throw him in the bus, I guess. Do we have to? He doesn't smell the grip. Do we not put him in the cargo hold? I mean, all your stuff will then smell like he does. You Tell you what, put them on the roof. 
No, tell you what, let's throw him in the bathroom. This is true, that can only improve this meta now. Indeed. Okay, so you throw this unconscious cobbled biker into the coach bathroom and lock him in there for a bit. Uh, Marcus goes in to pay for the gas he's taken onto the coach. And uh, soon enough, I mean, do any of you want to do like any sort of minor shopping for any incidentals? <laughs> you can buy stuff in this gas station. Like, is, it is there a anything store. non-exploded? Yeah, he has some like buy my photo. Yeah, he has, some, <laughs> <laughs> he has some like backroom stock and stuff. But, oh, but okay. basically, if you, it, it's like a store. Do you want to buy something with your pitiful money? Not yet. Yeah, I don't really have a lot. Um, she will go to David though and just be like, uh, <coughs> "Thanks for uh, stepping in." That's okay. It seemed uh, the appropriate action at the time. They were... Uh... Didn't seem to be very polite, though I didn't understand everything they were saying. Eh, you don't really need to know, but... Yeah, they, they weren't polite at all. Mm. Well, they're taken care of now. I wonder if they... Uh... I don't know if there's anything left in this uh, in this store. Marcus? Yes. Good driver. Um, oh, God, I hate thespians. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, what is it? How how soon do we depart? Well, I've just paid off the gas. Um, give me a minute to go take a leak, and uh, we'll be off shortly. Just bundle yourselves on the bus, and we'll be off. Fair enough. It will take me a few moments to get mm-hmm. back to the back. Yes. Uh, you're you're and, doing uh, this and you can see Aerie literally manhandling an unconscious cobbled into the bathroom. I... I'm not sure how to react to that. <laughs> um, uh, that'll be one thing that's going... That's a conversation for later, but mm-hmm. I, I will turn back and uh, say... Uh, I, I assume you are also just stopping here and... Uh, and... Uh, and you are actually carrying on to the city itself. Yes. Yes, I am going to a paradiso. What brings you there? What brings anyone to a city? Opportunity. Indeed. And yourself? I... I am visiting... To uh, I, I I've been summoned, in fact, or my I've been requested to come here because I've been told that I may find answers and items. Items are always good. <laughs> Seeking answers. Mm. Mm. Fair enough. Well, I hope you find them. I'm intrigued by this city itself, and. Uh, who knows, as we head into the dark, we may find the light. Eric, you, you, you can't hear all this, by the way. Yeah, I'm sitting there thinking, this guy has smoked something very strange. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of her sitting there going like, ooh, that's a good song lyric, scratching it into a notebook. <laughs> no, I'm not in charge of She's not in charge of the Okay. <laughs> I thought she was doing a solo career. No. Okay. No, she's a, she's the lead band member. She just wants this guy's heart to be in bell. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
yeah, after uh, several moments, Marcus comes back and goes, All right, uh, everyone back on board. Uh, one, two, three. Yep, that's three. All right, oh. cool. Next up, Lost Paradiso. God's help you. And he sits down, there's a... The door shuts down, and he puts some music on, and you drive off into the night. <laughs> How long are we on the coach for? It's another hour. Dang it, it's only Can an hour. I have a short rest? Because yes. I'm a third of my off. Yes. <laughs> At this point, Lucas is like, no, there's a, there's a passing drive-by... <laughs> <laughs> I need a long rest as well. Oh, oh, Fuck <laughs> it, Alder. Play, play yourself some soothing music so you inspire your health. Can't inspire myself. Okay, can you heal you, yourself? If you have summer uh, rest, you can get max. I don't have summer rest. Yeah. I could just yeah, I could heal myself, but I should probably just I'll save my um <laughs> spells for later. Okay. I believe Pharaoh is back on full now. No. <laughs> okay. She did get cut up pretty badly. Yep. I'm wondering whether or not to do another one. I mean, you, you remove no, your exhaustion, so you're fine there. Um, I thought that only went after a long rest. Uh, I'll, I'll. Well, to be fair, you can proper recline. So it's while it is a short rest. This is this, you can actually you know lie down. <clears throat> and, you know, there's a first aid kit on the on the bus, so you can heal up properly. I mean. Yeah, I'll let I'll, I'll let I'll it. let I'll let you guys heal up from that because that went a little bit rougher than intended. <laughs> so I, I, I I don't know what you're talking about. I took no damage. <laughs> I took a third of my health from a whiskey bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm squishy as fuck. To be fair, that was cool. <laughs> Just this angry cobbled biker threw a bottle of Jack Daniels at your head. And now we've. I knew it. I knew it. Jack Daniels would get us in the end. <laughs> yes. Oh God. Okay. So after an hour passes, you start seeing, you know, more and more lights as you enter the city proper. More of a sort of purple haze. Uh, it starts to rain uh, as you drive into the city itself. You can see a lot of light. There's a lot of illumination that, like, yeah, it's nighttime, but it's almost bright enough for it to count as daylight. Hence, you don't have to worry about night vision rules. Because of all cool. the ne- all the neon illumination and stuff, uh, now and then you see like proper dark alleys. You can see the odd trash fire. Uh, all races can be seen wandering the streets. You know, some are just out drinking, out partying. Others are hurrying along. Now and then, there's a uh, police car drives by. This is a much more like Los Angeles than I was promised. <laughs> Okay, I like that you said that in character as well. Okay, so Los Angeles exists in this setting now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I, don't, I don't think your character's a player, so like, if you say that I see, I'm going to be like, huh? Yeah, uh, well, whatever the equivalent of Los Angeles No, no, no. Los, Los, Los Angeles exists, but it's the equivalent of, like, the heavenly realm. Fair enough. Like, it's literally the city of angels in the retroverse, done. But... <laughs> Yeah, you can see, you know, towering skyscrapers, there's uh, blocks of flats, there's palm trees lighting the avenues here. Hmm. Uh, You drive past all of this, there doesn't seem to be much traffic on the streets, like, there are cars around, you see the sort of, you know, fast food vans. Uh, But you all drive along, go through some winding streets here and there. Uh, There is a, you know, public transport, sort of like a um, metro line. So like a you know it's above it's like the underground but it's above the ground you know what I mean, trams there we go that's the word I wanted. 
I forgot the word for tram. Uh, and you pull into a small sort of coach station. There are some coaches driving out. Uh, you notice that the coaches driving out tend to be a lot more full than the ones arriving. Uh, yeah, but you pull into the terminal, and uh, Marcus sort of, you know, pulls the little ching uh, as he sets the handbrake and goes, All right, last stop, Los Paradiso. Good night, and uh, Godspeed. Thank you uh, for your service, Marcus. So he just waves you off, goes, Yep, uh, feel free to drive with us again when you come to your senses and want to get out of here. Is it really that bad? I mean, what can you what can you say about a city that's been cursed? Cursed, you say? He sort of looks at you and goes, "Horsel hoof." It's mm-hmm. it's it's four p.m. in the afternoon. I'm aware that uh, the lunar calendar, uh, not sorry, the solar calendar doesn't function as normally, but uh, I thought that was just character for the town. He sort of just stares at you and goes, I I don't know what you said. I'm just going to say, the city is cursed. It hasn't seen an actual daylight in over a year. Yeah, definitely sounds like an event. Okay. That sounds like the place I need to be right now, so mm. that's fine. There he is standing behind David Horselhoof just with an eyebrow raised at him. <laughs> yeah, Horselhoof is just bizarre. Um, <laughs> I, actually, I'm, I'm probably going to take a quick moment because we had some physical description of uh, Feyre, like being a violet wolf person, but what's kind of her clothing like? Um, I haven't managed to think too much into that, but um, stat-wise, she's got... Um, ringmail on, mm-hmm. so she has probably a variant of that which has got some cool neon bits to it or something. So, so she's got like glow sticks and like a glow wire round around. I don't know, is her chainmail made out of like coke can tabs or something? <laughs> Unsure. Like I said, I haven't really thought that far into it, but probably something along those lines. What's her sort of like reg- regular clothing? I mean like is she in a freaking tank top? Is she in a full like loose shirt? Shorts? What? <laughs> Um, boots, trousers. I'm trying to think if Nari would wear boots now. Uh, if not boots, you'd have those sort of like foot wrappings. Yeah, she'll probably have like some foot wrappings or something. Okay. Um, and yeah, she'll probably have. Yeah, she'll probably have like um, knee length, uh, three quarter, you know, like mm-hmm. trouser things. Yeah. Um. And yeah, probably just a a simple top under the like armor. Under the ch- under the chain armor, yeah, cool. Yeah, okay. And belt and, and any coat or anything on top, or just Put some belts. Armor top. Um, she'll probably have a like sleeveless um, long, okay, jacket thing. Sure. Uh, what's a horse hoof rocking as his uh, outfit? If he doesn't have a perm, I'll be very disappointed in you. <laughs> No, he has a multicolored mohawk. Okay. Uh, Harry approves of this, because he's so Uh Oh, oh, good to know. Okay, thank you. Um, no, he, um, he's got sort of, uh, you know medieval horse barding? Yes. Sort of 
blue, white, and red. No, actually, that's the Union Jack. I don't mean to be that, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, he's a British so, punk. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, no, he's got very much the, uh, the the sort of... You know the long... Not not the hooded bit for the head, because obviously mm. sent off and the waist yeah. upwards, but the, the sort of the, the whole uniform from the uh, uh, chest, da- chest down is the, the full-on coverings that they used to have in jousting tournaments. Okay. Uh, from the, uh, so, from, so, from the from the from the waist up, it's just sort of, uh, sort of sort of it's it's it's, it's leather armor, mm-hmm. but uh, tailored so that the edges of it look like he's wearing a waistcoat. Okay. This yeah. Rob, I'm going to need art of this because I can't picture it, but okay. So he's got. So, do you know what? Do you know what I'm picturing currently? Mm-hmm. Do you know the new Games Workshop noise marine? Yes. That with an extra pair of legs, an extra ass, <laughs> and a tail. Well, he's in leather armor, but it looks like a waistcoat. So it's like a leather waistcoat. And, wait, hang on a second. I and, think that's been done. Well, but yeah. fruits. Oh, yes. yeah. I, just realized, I was just thinking, wait, have I heard that before? And I was like, yes. Well, and, he has like a leather tailcoat suit, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And essentially the equivalent of like a kilt that just covers your entire horse body. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I know what you the, mean. It's like the, the question it, is though: mm-hmm. does does David Hassel horse? Does he wear a kilt so it goes over his legs, or <laughs> does it start half of his back and goes down his back legs? No, no. He said he's like a jousting horse, so it's like you know how they had like essentially robes for the horses. It went from yes. their hooves like all over their body. Oh yes. Uh, yes. And what color is it? Uh, I said it's it a mix. It's primarily dark blue, but it has <laughs> a mixture of reds and whites. On it. What kind of patterns and stuff on it? Um, Any symbols, sigils, or? Uh, I would say that um, there are mostly it's just checkered, okay. all over, but there is um, two sort of uh, uh, two squares on mm-hmm. each side, so two squares with sort of various gaming emblems on them. Okay. So um, you'll you'll get uh, it, it's almost like they they've got he's got a crest with a tight two cross keyblades in one bit, a triforce in another <laughs> bit. Okay. And then sort of bits and pieces elsewhere. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Sure. This hurts my head. <laughs> and a multicolor mohawk. Awesome. Yep. And uh, Ariafia, what 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 are you rocking for our listeners? Um, <clears throat> oh, she's a blue skin tiefling. Mm-hmm. Um, got like black and violet striped, like a Ford facing mohawk that sort of goes down one side of her face. Mm-hmm. Uh, side of her head sort of like shaved slightly with like again the striping on it yeah very 80s style like gold bangles and earrings from her ears and around the wrists and stuff Mm -hmm. um she's wearing a t-shirt of her own band Mm -hmm. because of course she is and her band is laser raptors because it's the most 80s thing I could think of Mm um she's got a black leather jacket on with like sleeves rolled up to the uh, above the elbows Mm mhm which also has a laser raptor's logo on the back. <laughs> okay. Um, she's got like knee-length white heeled mm-hmm. boots on. Okay. Um, fishnet on one leg. Sort of torn denim shorts. Then like a selection of white belts and chains with a pair of daggers on one of them. Oh, right. Along with a custom guitar on her back. Guitar, yeah, cool. No, at the actual guitar, the key oh, tiles right, are currently in the um, underhold of the bus. Okay, cool. Which is why I would have a shield with the the sigil for the <laughs> god that they follow. Yes, your 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 two faced wolf god. 
Yeah. Uh, call, we've, we have called Wolfstone of the Innumerable Pantheon. Yeah. I guess we should have that. Should. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, yeah, that's fine. Uh, you know, Marcus uh, t- gets off the bus as well. He, you know, unlocks the cargo bay, opens it up, and, you know, pulls out your bags, whatever you've brought with you for this journey. And so just, you know, tips his cap to you and says, uh, well, good night, Seawall, and uh, walks off. In the terminal, uh, you do see a um, a halfling sh- chauffeur, like, you know, proper smart-dressed limo driver, holding a placard on, like, a ten-foot pole so it can be seen over the various crowds walking around, and it has your names on it. Aries just, yeah. Ah, it's a bit more rustic than I was expecting, but, you know, that it works, I guess. <laughs> um... She does look very slightly disappointed that there wasn't a crowd outside the bus when she arrived. <laughs> waiting for her. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a crowd of one. You want to start with a fan. Actually, yeah. Uh, you two roll me intelligence checks. Uh, by which I mean uh, Faye and uh, Horselhoof. Yeah, I figured. I have no idea. Yeah, you have no idea who this is. Uh, Farah, you are aware that this tiefling is, uh, you know, a rock star. Fair. <laughs> New to the fandom. Yep. Heard of, sort of dabbled, haven't quite got there yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you've, like, you, like, you've heard some of her music, you know of her band, but how much of a fan is down to you, like, you're aware of them. Yeah. <laughs> so she she is choosing not to comment at this moment. Yes. But yeah, this uh, small halfling, uh, very pale, uh, grey sideburns, is holding this almost like a flag with wooden placard with your names painted on it. Going, uh, and it it says our because I never get your freaking names right. Right, Ariafia, Horselhoof, and Feyra. Mm-hmm. And it's in that order written down. He's sort of handing there. Just you know, idly standing there at attention, like a banner bearer, just waiting. Very going to destroy that too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you must be the one. I guess you're. The... She's still sort of look. I realize you can't see me. I was mm-hmm. looking around. Uh, she is kind of just looking around, expecting more people to show up for her. Still, he goes ah, uh, uh, Miss Ariafia, I take it. Yes, I mean, I, I'm the driver, and he just bows his head. And uh, I believe those two will be Master Horselhoof and Miss Feyra. Indeed. He sort of eyes Horselhoof and goes, uh, "Of course, if you'd like to follow me." And he um, <laughs> pulls like it's basically the. Bat the the pole holding up the sign is like a rate like a car antenna. It just falls into itself as he just like pulls it down, uh, folds up and puts it in his jacket and uh, politely leads the way out of the terminal. Uh, all of you have travelled within London, so if you think of Victoria, okay, it's, it, it's it's like that. It's like yeah, it's very sort of sterile meh, waiting seats. You see people napping in the waiting lobby areas. There's like TV screens. Uh, displaying like expected arrival, expected departures, and like delayed. And there's a uh, there's a couple of vending machines if you want to grab anything on the way. Uh, but yeah, he leads you down to the car park, and there is a uh, 
a limo, and it's specifically one of those uh, Jeep, li- like, you know, the Hummer limos, like a Jeep. Oh, God, my Lord. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, uh, please, uh, feel free to grab a seat. We shall be on our way shortly. And he walks over. This is actually regular sized, so he actually has, like, where the normal step for a Hummer is, there's also a small step ladder deployed from beneath <laughs> it so he can climb up in. Uh, the back doors actually are... It's not. It's got like six sets of. Sorry, it's got six sets of doors. Two at the back, one at the front, and then there's like a panel in between for like you know the chill area of the limousine. And the doors are facing each other, so they kind of open like double doors. Horse. Yeah. So yeah. So horsehoof who can actually clamber inside, and rather than there being rows of seats, the seats are all set around the edges. Oh, oh, good. So it's all like a you know like a big circle with like an empty area in the middle. Are we going to have to chuck him out Ben and put his head through the sunroof? <laughs> if you can, if you want to, but he can fit. It's fine. Yeah, I'm he is a medium creature. Yeah, <laughs> he can sit on these because it's basically like it's a single long sofa. When you close the doors, because the sofas are attached to it, and uh, yeah. So as I said, basically there's an island that's a mini bar in the middle. All the seats are up against the um, sides of the inside, and with the windows behind you. Know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So you so, you know you all clamber inside. Uh, there's a little you know divider screen which sort of down and you can see the driver there going all settled in nicely. This this is good. This is what I like. Uh, feel free to sample anything in the mini bar or the drinks cabinet. It's uh, complimentary of the boss. And then the divider scrolls back up and you feel the uh, car begin to move. Aries getting drinks. Yeah, the little the little <laughs> island bar amidst the seat has like, you know, you've got drinks, you've got food, there's a little mini bar, uh there's a drawer with what looks like um small pouches of white powder as well. Oh no. It's the eighties, Coke is everywhere. <laughs> Aries gonna make the most obnoxiously coloured drinks you can manage with the ingredients possible, like present. Yep. Uh, and then just start drinking it and then probably eventually stick a head out the sunroof. Okay, yep. <laughs> uh, is there anything you 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 want to like, you know, we're in a little, we're in a transition phase. Is there anything you guys want to chat or discuss or put in motion or ask me while we're here? Hmm. There is very much just sort of trying to do- process everything, like mm-hmm. All right, so I'm actually stuck with these guys for even longer. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> um, she's yeah, just sussing out what she wants to do, um, and she seems like relaxation isn't really her thing. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to investigate this drinks cabinet. Um, okay. I'm just trying to figure out. I've never had to do this yet, but I know you're looking it up for the future with Oscar. What's your What's cooking? In terms of, uh, I can't quite remember what the, what the investigative cooking is. Yeah. I imagine yeah, cooking is an actual uh, feat. Yes, I'm just I'm just throwing a couple of items together and seeing <laughs> seeing how it goes. Mm-hmm. Would that potentially, if you're experimenting, would it come under investigation? Maybe. Yes. Potentially, yeah, because this is more mixology than. Yeah, know. it might be a mix of intelligence and. Ooh. What I suppose investigation is, isn't it? 
Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, perception. I'd say I'd say it'd work off anything you wanted to, because I'd say it'd be like tools. Strength. Oh, fair enough. I'll take the 21. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, generally speaking, survival. Cause, here we go. Uh, tool proficiency feats. Gourmand. G-O-U-R-M-A-N-D. <coughs> this is a feat from Unearthed Arcana. So it's one of the tester ones for 5th Ed. I do not have that. As an action, you can inspect the drink or plate of food within 5 feet of you and determine whether it is poisoned, provided that you can see and smell it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's, the feat also increases your constitution by one, gives you proficiency with cook's utensils, and during a long rest you can prepare a meal mm-hmm. uh, that basically uh, serves six people. Every person who eats it gains two additional hit dice at the end of a long rest, and you have advantage on constitution saving throws against disease for the next 24 hours after eating. Very nice. <clears throat> so David Horselhoof is also a chef. Uh, well, David David Horselhoof is investigating the cupboard, finding anything interesting food okay, and drink-wise, yep, sampling uh, it, and uh, I'm assuming with the 21 I haven't managed to poison myself, so... No, 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 There's, there is no poison in here, as I said. Um, th- th- there is Except variety. the food poisoning you give yourself. Yeah. I mean, as I said, there's alcohol, there's soft drinks, uh, there is, like, little finger foods, snack foods, Ooh. sandwiches, um, there's carrots, like, nicely chopped up slices... Um, as I said, there are bags of complimentary drugs, should you wish to partake. Um, I, I, I will have mixed myself an interesting uh, mocktail and uh, okay. have taken some finger food. <laughs> Fair enough. But you get a general sound of, ooh, ah, interesting, from each of the cupboards I stick my head into. Yes. <laughs> okay. Please tell me you're doing it in slow motion, like in, like, Naywatch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So, so Faye is sitting in a corner, sort of anxious and stressed. Horselhoof is just raiding the fridge, <laughs> and uh, Airy is getting drunk and then partying out of the sunroof. Yep. <laughs> okay. So uh, as you're leaning out the sunroof and you're taking in the whizzing by of the streets, uh, you get the sense you're heading to a much more uptown, you know, much more fancy area. Uh, you see a lot more police presence in the streets. You see the city guard, who are essentially the police protectants of. Uh, so the police cars all have, like, you know, uh, LPCG on it. There we go. Yes, Lost Parity, so city guard. So LPCG on it is all on the police cars. And you see, like, you know, uh, officers in uniform patrolling the streets in, like, twos and threes. Uh, some of them have heavy, like, SWAT armor. Uh Generally, it doesn't feel oppressive. It literally just feels like, you know, this is the safe area of the city. Uh, you hear a, you know, roaring of an engine, and you see uh, a couple of uh, trikes with uh, dwarfs on them, like in proper leathers and studded rings, uh, peeling away from a high-speed car chase with a police car in pursuit. Ari's going to lean down into the... Um... Mm-hmm. Limousine. Look, you guys are missing a lot. There's, uh, there's some, there's some shit going on out there. Uh, yeah. So basically, basically anyone who's below medium size, there is a biker gang to represent them in the city. <laughs> <laughs> so I like chihuahuas. <laughs> well, I can't wait to meet the chihuahua gang. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, so, yeah, so you've got a cobble biker gang, you've got a dwarf biker gang. I know dwarfs are technically medium creatures, but they're like the big bullies of the town. Uh, you've mm-hmm. got a halfling and a gnome biker gang. Do you have a mice bikers? <laughs> are they from, are they they're, from Uranus? They're from Mars. Yeah. There, there, there is a were rat biker gang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when she leans in, Ari's going to notice the fact that Feyre looks uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, so she's currently crashed down I assume probably on top of the mini bar to get out of height to get out of the sunroof yep um, like, you do not look very happy or drunk or maybe too drunk I don't know what is wrong she just sort of like raise a brow at this Restless is uh, probably the word you're looking for. Transitioning from place to place is a bit of a waste of my time when I could be doing other things, but fortunately it's the only thing to do. Well, you you have to travel to get to other places. I realise this, but it still doesn't mean I like it. There are things that need to be done. Well... Drink. It would be more fun. It makes travelling more fun. It makes most things more fun, actually. <laughs> I will, uh, politely decline. I mean, um, you, you saw her sort of uh, mystical arm, so you're aware she is a defragger, which is, you know, the, the paladin equivalent. Fair enough. <clears throat> so, what are you here, anyway? Are you the the horse or I'm not with the horse I'm here to do my job there's clearly something wrong with this town and I intend to find out what and I intend to rid the corruption that we find ah so you have a you have a, a noble mission I have a mission Call it what you want. Okay, so you have some sort of noble mission. Right. Good point. I don't know, I was just trying to make talk. You seemed unhappy. Well, I'll be a lot happier once we uh, can actually move around instead of being combined in uh, vehicles. Well, if you, you think you're unhappy in here, imagine how this one feels. And she got a gesture at the horse. No, I, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I've got mm, 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 finger food. This will make you happier in the short term. And it's going to tiny sandwiches are wonderful. Oh, <laughs> oh, take a sandwich. Uh, yep. it, it is it is well made, but it's one of those sort of you know packed lunch style sandwiches. Like yeah, it's it's good, but it's still just you know packed lunch food. <laughs> yep. This, yep. This isn't gourmet. <laughs> yeah, this isn't gourmet dining. But uh, after several you know several more minutes, uh, you feel the limo come to a stop, as in it's actually parked. Uh, you hear the door go you know open, close. The uh, Halfling driver clambered down the little ladder and uh, he knocks politely on the door. Ari's gonna like lean over from the sunroof down and be like, Hello. Uh, esteemed guests, we have arrived. P- 
please um feel free to uh leave your bags in the car for for now it'll it'll still be here when you get back uh you seem to have pulled up outside a fairly posh restaurant hmm. oh god <laughs> um every rod of five on dexterity mm-hmm she was gonna dismount through the sunroof yeah, so she, yeah. She, she dismounts, but her foot gets caught in it, so she kind of just falls off the roof and onto the ground. Nothing no is... one mentioned that to anyone. <laughs> Nothing is bruised but your ego. Ten out of ten! Quiet. Not, no one saw that. Even if they did, they meant to do it. Hmm. If you we say so. head round from the fridge. What didn't we see? <laughs> I like this one. <laughs> she's, uh, she's gonna get up and like dust her ass off and then <laughs> retrieve her guitar. Yep. Oh, the, you won't. You won't need that in there, please. No, I will. This does not leave my side. Uh, you sort of shrugs and okay, not my problem. Um, all right, uh, this way, please, and he uh, leads you into the restaurant. Uh, who's following? I'll follow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, you enter the restaurant, and it's very sort of you know wood and oak paneling, very sort of lounge room style. Um, old money elegance feels very much at odds with the you know hustle bustle, glowing city you can see out through the big screen windows at the front. Uh, it feels very much like the kind of place where the upper class gets to dine. You know, on the other side of the, you know, w- w- within sight of the lower class, is like, haha. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, there is, uh, there is some low music playing. <laughs> uh, everyone here is dressed in various suits. So you have people like you know in the white suit and white suit and the pastel shirts with like no tie, and like aviators, and they're having like steak or lobster. <laughs> Man, that's incredibly ace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you see someone uh, hushly talking into like a brick cell phone in another corner. They're in like an actual pinstripe suit, full like you know with a tie and fedora as well. Hmm. Uh, but you are swiftly led uh, past all these into like a little private booth, and sitting there enjoying what looks like some. Uh, like some sort of seafood dish, uh, and you know, he as he sees you approach, he lowers his cutlery and politely dabs at his lips. He is dressed in a charcoal grey suit. Uh, he is a man uh, with slick back, uh, silvery hair, and he sort of you know he dabs his hands in a saucer of uh, lemon water and wipes them clean before offering his hands to all of you, saying, "Ah, yes, it is." Good to see you have accepted my invitation. Who are you? Ah, yes, of course. Forgive me, Lady Arya. Uh, your name is such in vain in the arse, Rob. <laughs> yes. It's called Arya. Ar- Lady Ariafia. Uh, for the purposes of this little arrangement, you may call me Master Johnson. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I... 
can I strategy guide that? <laughs> sure. Actually, yeah, sure. Uh, history? Oh no, this would be more in t- terms of assume because it's a is person. It a, no, not... it's literally you just asking, isn't it? Is, is yeah. it even a role? Where does it? Where do we have the details of it written down? I, I have it. Impossible knowledge. Six of the game. I should know. Strategy guide. You you haven't written down the full details. Okay, so let me just squip to I, the... I, 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 I wrote down the, the summary on the... Um... Oh yeah, I forgot I was the follower of the Church of Bob Ross. Where are those <laughs> other squares on my, my uniform we filled up with a paintbrush? Uh... <laughs> this is where we get a flow through from campaigns. Yep. Here we go, player. Mm-hmm. Uh... Sure, it's literally just ask. Okay. I mean, if you want to roll in general to hear if you've heard of this guy, you can roll as well. Okay. Which uh, I believe would be a history. Okay. Natural one. Mm-hmm. Nope, this is this is just some quest giver dude. Fair enough. Forgotten his name already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, please, take a seat. Uh, would you like some refreshments, some food? Of course. Of course. Garçon, we shall require a set of menus. My companions have had a quite the journey. And as he sits down, you see as you know, he pushes his uh, suit jacket aside so he can sit down, and you see he does have a pistol holstered. I assume you're paying for this, right? Why, of course. It's important in such business meetings to have a good first impression, and what kind of host would I be if I made you pay for your own food? Mm. Should take a seat. You, you notice me say Aerie's eyes more, like, light up very slightly. <laughs> As she oh. quite clearly starts speed-reading many. Yes. There, there is like a centaur seat. <laughs> uh, I was, was going to say, I was wondering whether I should ask if the chair was taken away, but if that's that's mm-hmm. fine, then I'll sit down on that. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Jason. Um, and I will look Johnson. at the menu. <laughs> oh, Jason, my apologies. Uh, again, this is all sort of like foreign language, you know, like you know the whole filet bignon or um, caviar. Uh, there is a you know there's a big preference for seafood. I mean, this is a coastal city. Oh yes, uh, but there is regular sort of you know hump steak and that sort of things as well. Should you w- desire it, basically totally go for the steak. Okay, I'm going to go with the filet mignon. Okay, Ariel also or a or she go look at the guy. I will have a filet mignon. I don't know what it is, but it sounds good. Of course, and he um, waves down one of the waiters who quickly sort of just down your order and to drink. Oh. I'm trying, trying to think of a French drink that's a stupid name that I can pronounce wrong. <laughs> well, with the I must say, the house white tends to be quite excellent. Ooh. I, I shall have that. There he goes. Of course. Uh, another bottle Thank then. You. Will you be partaking with us as well, Miss, uh, Miss Faye? Just water will be fine. Of course. Uh... How would you like your drinks served? I mean, bottle, glass, bowls? 
I'd say a, a bottle would be very nice, please. Of course. Glass is perfectly fine. Okay. Yeah, I, I will have a bottle of the house white and two beers. All right. And the waiter bustles off. Please tell me, how was your journey here? Not too exciting, I hope. It was long. <laughs> and he, there appears to be a slight issue with crime children. I don't know. They didn't smell very good. Lizards. Let's just say that uh, <clears throat> there's one fewer biker gang on the streets tonight. Ah, already getting yourselves involved in the local troubles. Truly noble of you. I am most touched. Not to be fair, they did start it. They didn't know who I was. <laughs> oh, of course, and such a gross insult must be answered. I, I understand completely, ma'am. Insult, I have to see if he's a dick. <laughs> uh, he is buttering you up. Yeah, <clears throat> like Harry knows this, but he doesn't care. Yeah. She's just gonna go. Yeah, fuck it. Well, I'm gonna enjoy this. Like, he, like he's not being sarcastic. This is literally very much like a businessman, you know, playing yeah. through the deal. <clears throat> uh, so I must ask, what do you think of the city from your? Well, brief adventure here. Very dark. It is very light, considering how dark it is. He smiles. Yes, I believe the uh, power consumption is quite astronomical for this city. Why, if it weren't for the power plant, I'd say we'd all be in a lot of trouble. Light keeps the corruption at bay, you see. So, is the corruption in the darkness itself? Oh, I, I, it's uh, it, it can it can reach out and extend now and then, but uh, it it breeds most freely in the darkest uh, pits and corners. So is the darkness always here, or? He sort of brought his chin. Uh, you, you built a town in darkness. Oh no! As I said, the city itself was cursed a year ago. The city itself is much older than that. Of course, we haven't been able to find out why the city was cursed or by whom, and our petitions to the gods have gone unanswered. But do not worry yourselves about that. That is a problem far beyond you. I have something much simpler, uh, a simpler task for you all to carry out, which will contribute to the better health of this city. But let us not talk business over dinner. Let us relax for now and enjoy the ambience. I can't say I really care much for that. I'd rather get to the point. <laughs> he sort of smiles. It's like, all in good time. Patience is a virtue, madam. I don't have time for patience. Well, then you shouldn't have ordered. <laughs> well, to be fair, I would have ordered anyway. Of course. Uh, basically, a couple of minutes pass and your food will arrive. And, uh, you know... Johnson will uh, resume eating his whilst you all have like your dishes and drinks presented before you. Just, just going to say to him as it's, it's, it's coming. Uh, in the meantime, then, um, could you tell us a little about yourself and this, the, the history of the city in general? <laughs> sort of leans back in his head. I, for 
when it comes to myself, there's very little to say. Needless to say, there is, uh, I am a concerned citizen of this fair, noble city who is uh, looking out for its best interests. Uh, when we discuss business, that'll become very clear. But uh, you, all you must know is that uh, the job is real, the payment is real, and the cause is just. And he swirls his wine. <laughs> oh, okay. Am I doing it? Oh, I was about to ask, am I doing it? Like... Yes. <laughs> I voluntarily rolled that at disadvantage and I still got a 16. Yep. <laughs> Dang it. That seems appropriate for me. Okay. Uh, Horselhoof Feyre... <laughs> Uh, while he's laying it on thick, he's not lying. Okay. Like, like what he's saying, he does believe to be true. He is sort of, you know, prettying up and sort of flaunting his vocabulary and his presentation. You know, he's trying to impress you, you know, to, to make this whole job seem a lot more agreeable to you, but he's not, like, he's not lying to you about anything. Uh, as far as uh, Arya's concerned, it's like, oh yeah, nope, he, he, he has paid the, the right juice, he's got to me fancy food, fancy drinks, he is worth my time, for now. Arya's like a fucking cat. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's unfortunate that she doesn't deal with the um, bookings of the band, so she has no idea how any of this works. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, uh, you enjoy your meals, it's a very, you know, polite conversation here and there. He basically asks after your lives, like, you know, oh, where did you learn to use that? And he like, not at the shield that Faye has, or, um, uh, I have seen some of your matches, I mean, they are quite thrilling. Arena games aren't quite my forte, I must admit, uh, Master Horselhoof, but still, that was a that was an excellent joust. And of course, well, I was to, uh, quite fond of that myself. <laughs> and of course, to Airy, he's like, and I must admit, congratulations on yet another single going platinum. It is one of many at this point. It's easy. <laughs> and he laughs politely. Uh, but yeah, soon enough your 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 meal is your meals are taken up. I imagine uh, very Feyre eats very sort of quickly and efficiently. Horselhoof sort of like I don't know. Does he eat refined or just stuff his face? Um, it's one of those things where um, he will attempt to eat refined mm-hmm. unless he gets to a particularly awkward piece mm-hmm. of food. Now, I'm, my knowledge of Fernet Mignon. It's not particularly tough, mm-hmm. so because it's a fish, mm-hmm. um, so he should be relatively refined. You might notice a very subtle licking of the plate at the mm-hmm. end, of course, <laughs> which I might do a slight hand for, even though it's a slight <laughs> tongue in this case. I mean, I slight mean, of plate. I mean, I mean, that and stealth are the same same score. So, I mean, it's a little problem. Yes, filet mignon is beef. I'm embarrassed. I am genuinely embarrassed because I haven't had it in years and years and years and years, and I've confused it with something else. Same. Uh, yeah. I think you've confused it with a fillet of fish. Yes. <laughs> I'll admit I fucked up as well, but that happens. <laughs> I have just Googled it. Filet mignon is a steak cut of beef. <laughs> it can be of beef or steer. Basically, it's from a car, from a cow. So it's a steer or a heifer. It's from the tenderloin. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I should feel bad about eating steak, but I don't care. <laughs> You're a wolf. I know, yeah, but I'm eating it in front of a horse. <laughs> He's a horse, uh, not a cow. That's true. Yeah, I was going to say. He's not a minotaur. We didn't if order from Tesco's. Tesco's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, the fact that that was in unison was kind of... <laughs> Okay. You can tell this podcast was done from the UK. <laughs> I'm not even editing this. It's, I'll just put it live. Fuck it. Um, but yes, you, you, you finish your meals and uh, the plates are cluttered up and taken away. He goes, of course, uh, whilst we await our desserts, uh, we shall get down to business. Uh, obviously, question, what did you order for dessert? <laughs> Chocolate cake. Okay. A whole cake? I, I, again, I'm trying yep. to work out if there's another stupid French thing I can order that I can't pronounce the name of. Creme brulee? <laughs> yeah, I, I usually look at the waiter again. I will have the creme brulee. He sort of nods. Yeah, scribbles down your order. And for Lady Faye? Uh, a trifle will do. Of course. To be fair, if I imagine it's a French restaurant rather than chocolate cake, it'd probably be Black Forest Gatto. <clears throat> I mean, it's, you know, fancy yeah. fancy 80s French yeah. slash seafood restaurant, which has a lot of beef products in it for some reason. I guess their cows swim. <laughs> uh, <coughs> it's made from manatees. It's sea cows. There we go. Seafood <laughs> seafood <laughs> filet mignon is made from manatee. Aries going to lean over to David. Like, yeah. I have no idea what they just ordered. Uh, it's a, it's a cream based dessert. You're 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 on your. Uh, I believe they glaze the top with. Uh, uh, they, they sort of burn sugar onto the top. It's 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 quite sweet, quite nice. Oh, and it just uh, sounds like burnt milk. <laughs> I mean, you're not entirely wrong, but it's Thank a bit you. more subtle than that. Martha Johnson laughs, goes, "Oh, please, it's perfectly fine. I they have a uh, red dragonborn chef who is quite the expert at making them." Probably revise the flames as well. Exactly, a true personal touch. Mm. But yes, now to business. I have called all of you because you are exceptionally skilled and talented individuals. Never, nonetheless, there. Harry looks quite smug at that comment. Yes. Not to mention, uh, marked by destiny, and uh, I'm sure there's been quite there's been quite a few rumors and. Well, whispers about you abounding throughout the throughout the territories of the uh, eastern coast, and I must believe, and I believe that you are the ones who may be able to solve me with a little problem. Whilst you are well known to the more well connected of us, to the hustle and bustling citizens of the city, you are unknown. You are new. Excuse to me. <laughs> he sort of raises his hand. Please, uh, please, Madame Mary. It's not in that manner. But what I mean is, you are strangers to this town, and as such, you are the most trustworthy ones I could call upon for this task. Well, I think we didn't need aid from the kobolds. <laughs> oh shit, there's a kobold still locked in the coach. <laughs> <laughs> just out of nowhere, just say they're over dinner. Smash, <laughs> smash cut to, like, a Marcus, like... <laughs> Just opening, <laughs> opening the bathroom, and there's just a cobble there, just vomiting into the pile of going. Uh, what was I drinking? He goes, uh, okay, and he sort of looks at like the leather patch on the back of his jacket. Marty, you work for me now. <laughs> Smash cut back to you guys. <laughs> Can we uh, I'm sure he is fine. <laughs> Marty's going to become the fan favorite. <laughs> oh god, he's the Jeff and Gary of the game. Yep, <laughs> Marcus and Marty. Cool. Anyway. So, um, Johnson. I can't go back to 95.55, Marcus. 
Anyway. Jesus. Johnson Circus. Yeah. Johnson Circus. Now, the t- the job I have to uh, I am asking of you requires outsider help because, well, the target is someone who is, well, let's shall we say, well connected with the local scene. And he pulls a he pulls, pulls a briefcase out from under the table, uh, puts on the seat next to him, sort of clicks it open, uh, pulls out a small folder, flicks through it, and pulls out a photograph and puts it on the table and pushes it across to you guys. Hmm. Uh, it is a picture of a null. He is, of course, in a uh, in a pastel blue suit with a pink shirt, like a polo shirt. He seems to be sort of reclining in a like a like a deck chair somewhere, with like aviators on, and he's like holding the sun, you know, that uh, reflective sunscreen thing you have. Yep. Yeah, and he's like under a UV lamp. This is a scumbag who lives in the Acacias, known as Puppy. How original. Puppy is, shall we say, one of the largest dealers on in the city of various illicit substances. Now, normally, it's part of supply and demand. If people need the substances, then they can make use of them. However, Poppy has made a killing, targeting, and uh, hooking on the uh, less fortunate. If you sell illicit substances to the wealthy, then, you know, they know how to look after themselves. You've got less issues with drawing the attention of the law enforcement. Poppy is selling these things willy-nilly and exploiting the... uh, poor unfortunates of this city. As such, I would like you to uh, handle him. I trust you can see why I had to get outside help for this. Handle him by any means necessary? Of course. Well, a more permanent solution is always welcome. Fair enough. It is a crime against fashion, so... Glad to have you on board. Lost the horsel hoof? Uh, well, I, I, we can certainly look into this matter, and uh, hopefully it won't come to violence, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I, I will say that you you have you will have to negotiate the family manager. I am not the one who usually deals with this. <laughs> he sort of laughs. Goes, oh no no! I I, I wish you to handle this issue in as much of a permanent manner as you can. You see, he has deep pockets and uh, lots of friends placed throughout the local constabulary. And I assume you do not wish this to fall back on your doorstep. Which is the other reason why you requested external help. Of course. It would be quite... It'd be quite quite heavy for me to be involved in such a matter. That's a risky move, having a public dinner in a fancy restaurant with us then, isn't it? He leans back. Public? He looks around. Oh, is it too busy for you? And he claps his hand and everyone stops eating. And then they proceed to get up and leave. Is that more to your liking? 
It's not quite what I meant. But... <laughs> it's... Aerie's going to um, very unsubtly lean back on a chair to reach one of your tables and grab beer off of it. Yep. <laughs> Please. I have the best interests of the city at heart. And Poppy is a the whippersnapper of an upstart getting far too big for his shoes. If he's preying on the innocent, less fortunate, as you say, then he is a problem. Hmm. Now, I will not lie to you. I have Horselhoof, what are you doing? I saw that sleight of hand roll. What are you doing? Licking the plate, isn't it? <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Ben, you there? Yes. Okay, there you go. You went, you went very quiet for a moment. I was like, hmm. Okay. Now, you might all, of course, be suspicious of my motives, and I would not blame you. I will not deny I have dabbled in the uh, drug trade myself. However, as stated, I tend to market myself to much more upscale, wealthy patrons who know how to look after themselves and can afford to, well, go clean should they wish after sampling the wares. I prefer repeat customers to just making a quick buck selling to one-offs who can drop dead at a single overdose. He leans back. I trust that is all acceptable. I mean, it, it seems like a solid business idea, having repeat customers. I, I, you really should talk to my manager. <clears throat> he says, smiles, I'm handling. I have, and they recommended you. I take it he is... <laughs> Dealing with payment? <laughs> he sort of shakes his hand. Johnson shakes his head and goes, Well, as outlined in your invitations, whatever it is you seek, I it is quite within my power, if not to grant, then to certainly greatly assist you. Be it items of legend, prowess, or destiny. You may wish to reconsider that when you find out why I'm here, but you know. Oh. If you insist. Oh, please, Lady Airy. I, I, I summoned you here mostly because I know exactly where the item you are after is. You well, so do I, but the problem is getting it. <laughs> you said a smiles. Indeed, and you will find I am not without considerable resources to assist you in that. Yeah, I wouldn't say not to help. I do quite want that hat. Indeed. Do this job for me and I will uh, I will not only tell you exactly where it is and how to get it, but I'll also provide whatever support you require in your endeavour to obtain it. Alright. Whereas for you, Lady Fair of Lunarfang, there are several old tomes within libraries throughout the city that I have graciously donated to, so I'd be able to access the more secure collections to uh, pursue tales of uh, 
great weapons, specifically those I believe tied to the moon is of your interest. Grizz will poke up at that. Mm -hmm. I must admit, I've never quite been one for destinies and chosen ones, but uh, that is the world we live in. I care not for destiny or chosen ones, I just care to rid this corruption that surrounds us. You'll find plenty of that here, madam. And then he just looks at the horse hoof. I'm rich. I can just I can pay you what you need. <laughs> like he hasn't got anything fancy for you. He's just like <laughs> I'm rich. Just name your price. Hmm. I shall think about it. But I, in terms of what uh, I could, I can, you could help me locate. Because uh, there are a few things that I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. um, along similar lines, if you have access to certain weapons and armor that are above standard equipment, I'm not sure I fall into chosen one categories, but certainly of things that would help me in completing my day-to-day -day quests. Of course. You shall find your dailies much easier to complete with my assistance. Very well then. Uh, my driver has been briefed to take you to the Acacius, specifically Tower Block 13, which is the one that Puppy oversees. Get in there, deal with him, and return to me. My driver will wait for you to finish this mission. I don't believe it shall take you long. Fair enough. And then he smiles. Then good night to you, and he leaves as your uh, desserts arrive so you can enjoy them before heading out. Favorite is like really tempted to just up and leave, but it's like she stops herself because it's like, damn it, I need to work with these people. <laughs> so she'll sort of reluctantly to go to eat the food. <laughs> uh, the three of you are the only ones in the restaurant now, apart from the like waiters who are like cleaning up now. Aries, this is totally normal to Aerie. Mm -hmm. Wait, you get your creme brulee, your chocolate cake. Yeah, when the creme brulee arrives, mm -hmm. Aries instead of poking it with spoon suspiciously <laughs> for a while. It you, won't bite you. You push the spoon all the way in. I know the surface is tougher, but you, you just have to push down through that layer. It looks ill. It tastes much better than it looks. That can be hard. Uh, I would like to point out that um, I'm a lot less dignified with the chocolate cake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so again, uh, I'd say about 10-15 minutes later, once you've devoured all your desserts and uh, you head up to leave, uh, you step outside the restaurant, and once again, the halfling driver is standing there by the by the Humvee limo, just politely waiting for you. He goes, everything in order, sirs and ma'am? Indeed. Indeed, good driver. Please, take us to our next destination. Of course, and he uh, goes, Thank you. Bangs, up, bangs on the side of the limo so the door's open, and then, you know, hop, you know runs over to the down to the front to get in. Uh, once again, you're surrounded by the plush, you know, rich stylings of the limo interior as you're driven off down several avenues lined with palm trees, 
you seem to be going deeper into sort of the rich section and then all of a sudden you turn off and head towards a slightly dimmer part which seems to be where sort of uptown borders downtown midtown if you will uh, and you pull up uh, into an estate where this seems like about uh, there's about four tower blocks all clustered together uh, you know dominating this part of the skyline there's like neon lights blaring you can hear music from somewhere upstairs and the limo pulls up in front of one of them and uh, again the divider comes down and you hear your uh, chauffeur cry 13 acacias puppies doghouse I enjoyed the second you said that my my, my, my dog ran and licked my hand <laughs> oh god it's him again <laughs> he knows before we uh, exit Pharaoh uh, will just pipe up with uh... I don't exactly know where your skill sets like best but uh... have either, the, either of you got a preference on how to deal with this Uh, I'm a musician. I don't really fight. I do. I hit things. <laughs> I, I, I can also make people without armor have armor. Alright. First protocol. We need to find out exactly where he is. Or which room. I suppose we try and uh, make up pretenses. Try not to be threatening initially. Try and get close to where he is, and then start, you know, breaking all hell. I guess. I mean, I could just see if I can walk in. I mean, I am awesome. All right, we can try that. Fine. Use your words. Now this can only go well. <laughs> <laughs> music for this episode was Playtime is Over, an arrangement of Fowl's Floating Fortress from OC Remix. Dungeons and Dragons is property of Wizards of the Coast, and Lasers and Liches is property of Chris Locke and Louis Abadius. This has been Los Paradiso, a Dungeons and Dragons and Retroverse fan production. <laughs>